everyone. Welcome to We Ask Watson, the perfect podcast for your commercial awareness. I think I'm getting quite good at that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Catherine. I'm the head of customer service, and I'm ambassador for Watson's Daily at Oxford Books University. And Peter and I are going to be discussing two topics featured in today's news. Peter, would you like to get us? Indeed. Um, a, a, great, uh, <laughs> a great introduction, as always. Um, right, so... Um, <laughs> I am going to start off by talking about um, the story about John Lewis. So um, John Lewis has been given the go ahead um, by the council to turn almost half. I think it's about 45 percent of its flagship Oxford Street store into office space. Now, I think this is very interesting because, well, for a number of reasons. One is um, recently the um, chairman, um, uh, Dame... Uh, Sharon White, um, she's been talking about moving, uh, you know, sort of diversifying the company's revenues by moving into real estate. Um, now, I think potentially this probably, I, I imagine that this is possibly part part of it. Um, but you know, I I this is all I find this very uh, interesting because um, I've said this for quite some time now that I believe that department stores as they are currently, are dying a death, you know, and they will continue to die a death because the fact is they are generally more expensive. You know, if you go to a department store, I, I think most people tend to go to a department store either because they're bored <laughs> um, or they just want to walk around, you know, have a look and maybe look for inspiration. But then whether they then actually buy that stuff there or they then go on to online and try and buy it cheaper. Um, so I think as an actual concept, department stores are out of date. Um, and the problem is, is that, or there are many problems, but one of the main problems is, is that quite often a department store is in the prime location in town. In many places, it almost looks like the town is almost built around the department store. And I think that it would be fair to say that if you close um, town centre department stores, just close them down completely, you risk ripping the heart out of many places. And I think that, you know, that, that those um, stores are not only massive, but they're also you can't get you can't get anyone in them because they're so big that no one tenant can actually fill them. So as a result of that, you know, I really think that um, in order to survive um, and not just close them down, I think that what um, a, a department store operators should do, in my opinion, is to change them from being purely retail to mixed use. So you would have things like you'd have a, the first few floors, you'd have a retail, but then you could have um, you could have. Um, residential in there and possibly you know some leisure or services so you could have for instance a gym in there uh, you could there have a coffee shop or two maybe you know you could probably have some um, takeaway type places based in there as well um, because you know they would be useful um, useful hubs but also useful for the the residents who live within there so I I really think that you know, they could turn themselves into almost um, mini, mini towns, really, in themselves, a town within a town. Um, and that way they'd be able to diversify their 
income streams. So rather than just uh, getting from uh, money from um, retail, they'll get money from rental, you know, people renting and spending money in there in terms of, you know, the gyms and all that kind of stuff as well. I just think it would be a, an interesting way forward. And actually, for one thing, I reckon that, um, for instance, uh, Mike Ashley, of How- uh, who owns House of Fraser um, via Fraser's group, so he owns Fraser's, he could do something like that on his own. I mean, he owns he owns a, a, a discount gym chain. He owns property. Yeah, he has a property company. Obviously, he's got House of Fraser. I mean, he's got on his own. He could just do that with his existing businesses. He doesn't even need to look outside his own group. So, I mean, I that's what I think. I really think that could be a way forward. And maybe I'm just taking one thing here and taking it, to, you know, taking something and running with it for quite a long way here but i just think that in order to try to stop the soul being ripped out of town centers something drastic needs to be done and that's what i would suggest is a reasonable course of action that i think that is sustainable you know um covid or not i i think you're what you're describing is a mini resort in a sense and Mm. um have you ever been to atlanta um isn't that underwater (laughs) <laughs> you only get away with that because it's a dad joke yeah yeah and i am a dad uh, i'm a dad yeah uh, but yeah good setup it is good setup. the same thing yeah you know you, you don't need to leave a resort sorry sorry where is this atlantis then where is it so they have not the one underwater yeah they okay have two resorts yeah. so they have one in the bahamas and they have one in dubai oh, right. but if you look at any resort it's sort of the same thing oh right, yeah um whereas you know, you don't need to leave the resort. They want to make all their money yeah, without you leaving. Yeah, yeah. And Disney does this quite well as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that we we will see town centers turn into mini resorts, which mm. would be quite fun because it would be as if we're going on holiday. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, maybe with um, uh, uh, slightly poorer weather, potentially. But, <laughs> I mean, that, but then again, you see, that's another reason to stay in, isn't it, really? I mean, they, this is the thing. I they I really think <clears throat> they could be the new the new malls, you know, because I suppose malls they're all about retail and it's all about retail. Whereas actually, if you change it, you know, that could be the new thing. Maybe you know, people people um, not just hanging out in the mall um, with their friends, but actually living in the mall um, <laughs> officially. Um, so you know, I think that it would be. Uh, a good way to use those kinds of stores potentially in the future, because I think if they don't, they're just going to continue to die. You know, even now I, th- I feel like when I've been to house of Fraser, and I must say, I don't go very often. So I live in Guildford. We've got, we've got a Debenhams and a house of Fraser. The Debenhams is in what is po- most po- quite possibly the ugliest uh, building ever. It, in fact, I think every year it gets voted as the worst building in Guildford, like for as long as I can remember. It is very ugly. It was built, I think, late 60s or something, and it just is just not a nice, not a nice place. Um, so I don't think that people, apart, unless you work there, I don't think people will be that, uh, you know, that sad about it going. But House of Fraser, on the other hand, is right on the main bit of the high street in the center of Guildford. if that closed down that would be a major shock because it 
takes up a lot of space. Everyone knows where it is. Um, it's one of those things like, you know, you'd say if, if someone were to ask you directions for somewhere, you would use it as a reference point. You know, so, I mean, I think to stop that kind of thing from happening, if if councils can, you know, think about mixed use and things uh, and, and adapt and help with adapting and things like that, I do think that they will be sustainable for the long term. The other thing, actually, by the way, uh, in terms in terms of um, what else could happen with um, department stores on, on another thing is um, IKEA. Uh, for instance, is looking to reverse its traditional model of having massive um, out-of-town stores and coming into city centres. And actually, uh, IKEA has got its own, um, I think, you know, property division. And I would have thought they would be potentially interested. Ten- they could be quite interesting tenants as well, because um, they take up a lot, as, as you know, they'll take up a lot of room. They've got all their, their, their furniture and all the other bits and obviously the meatballs. Um, <laughs> you know, they got, you can't forget the meatballs. Um, and, you you know, you do the, you know, they, they could also come to the rescue in some places, I would have thought, um, because they've got the money and they've got product that people are, you know, that, product that people want if you combine that if you had like you know if you were living let's say you were 20 something living in a a small um you know studio apartment on the top of a house of fraser underneath it you've got a you've got a gym you've got an ikea you've got a few coffee places um you know and and house of fraser i mean i I think that's a pretty attractive lifestyle potentially i think it's the nightmare for anybody that's a shopaholic but (laughs) yeah i suppose yeah yeah that is but true. for a student, I I would love living there. The only issue is we're seeing now national lockdowns being imposed again yeah. um, in Germany and France. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, these ideas are wonderful. But if we're not allowed out of our homes, mm. we're not allowed to go into stores, meaning that it doesn't make any sense to be living in these tiny apartments and having all of these wonderful activities gym and the cinema so close by and restaurants and bars mm. but not being able to use any of them mm. Mm. um and we are seeing obviously lockdowns of germany and france mm-hmm. so france has just announced the one month national lockdown yeah. and germany has announced new restrictions until the end of november yep which is wonderful i hope the uk does not follow the same mm. Uh, the, the markets have then crashed as a result. Yep. And it is a little bit worrying for Christmas sales, mm. which represent 19% of the annual retail sales mm. over the last five years. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, we are heading now into Christmas season. Um, retailers are really all, I mean, they always pray for um, uh, great sales at the end of the year because this is the most important quarter um or the m- most important period for them um but this year more than any they will be hoping for something good i mean i i actually i mean i'm not normally this um upbeat about christmas or i haven't been for the last <laughs> uh, couple of years but i really think that this year i reckon there's going to be a bit of a from from the retail uh, a consumer point of view rather there's going to be a bit of a last hurrah feeling for 2020 because pretty much um halloween is kind of cancelled really 
Um, there's going to be no office parties. There's going to be no kind of getting together at the end of the year. And, you know, the, lots of these sort of group events that generally t- social events tend to happen towards um, Christmas and New Year are just not going to happen. And so the fact that Christmas Day is always on December the 25th, then everything kind of depends on that. Um, I actually think that, you know, people are going to arguably make more effort to make Christmas feel good. And so I think there'll be lots of, um, uh, you know, sales of certain things like um, I think TVs, um, consoles, furniture, probably um, all those kinds of things, plus probably Christmas decorations even, you know, I mean, people who've not, had them for year or had the same ones for years might think you know what let's make this a bit more special because we've not had anything else to particularly cheer so let's buy some cheerful baubles <laughs> you know <laughs> so, i mean if indeed you can get those but but you know my point is i do think that it could be that this is a is a last hurrah from the consumer but unfortunately i think that it's all going to the wheels are all going to fall off once we hit January because people always get January blues, but I think they'll be even worse this year because you will see the rest of the year stretching out in front of you with not, well, you know, with more uncertainty. Um, Cause I think most people have kind of written this year off. I, I, I think, um, but, um, but yeah, but I don't know. What do you, what do you reckon? Well, I'm I'm going to be a little bit of the Grinch here and yeah. say that <laughs> I think you're being very optimistic. I think it would be lovely, you know, if we could if we could see sales increase to what it was pre-Brexit, uh, pre-Brexit, pre-COVID, sorry. Mm. Um, and I think that we're not going to see that. I think maybe we will see an increase in some sales in some areas like you have identified. I think TVs, furniture, Christmas toys, mm. obviously. I think people will try to buy their affection rather than having to be there. Mm. But I don't, I think that a lot of stores that are currently struggling and John Lewis is one that comes to mind and we're seeing, you know, a lot of companies already in financial distress. Mm. I don't think that they'll be able to recover with the small amount of sales that they'll experience over Christmas. Mm. And people don't have money to spend over Christmas, I think. Mm. You know, if you, you've lost your job, if you're a, a university student, for example, I had a lot more money um, last year than I did now. Mm-hmm. And I, I know students that don't have jobs anymore. I know students that have been furloughed. I, mm. And that's just, you know, we're not even in the job market yet. We're still students. Yeah. So I can't imagine, you know, as a young person, and we're seeing, yes, what we discussed yesterday in the podcast, mm. you know, people are losing their jobs. Mm. Mm. Nobody's going to have money to spend yeah. on big extravagant Christmas gifts. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because again, you know, you've got to look at this on a, on a broader perspective. So I think that young people are far worse affected by this, but you know, you've still, there are still other people in the economy. You know, there are older people. There are ones who have kept their jobs. There are the ones who've worked, full time right the way through you know and they've kept their you know they've not been furloughed they've kept their jobs they're getting paid money um you know the same money as they had before but their outgoings are generally go you know decreasing because um they're not spending on holidays they're not going out so much um all that kind of thing so 
although I, I take your point, certainly with young, younger people, um, actually, you know, there are a lot of older people out there who can spend. Um, and I think that they are the ones who are going to be probably spending more because, you know, I, I guess like if you're a bit older, you might have you might have a young family or, or family, whatever, um, you know, you are going to want to um, try to do your best um i mean i i know certainly look you know it's not like i've got loads of money knocking around um sadly but you know i i'm definitely going to make more of an effort um with christmas eve stuff um this christmas because i just think well there's nothing else you know the kids they've already um you know my kids are eight and ten right so they they um they were really looking forward to the whole trick or treating and, and and all that kind of malarkey which actually i'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of that. But anyway, um, I, you know, they, they've had that taken away from them. You know, they've had a tough time in terms of not seeing their friends um, with with um, school. And it's all, you know, there's still bubbles. It's just very, it's just a, a hard time. So, you know, I, I, I want to try to help them to have a nice, um, you know, have a nice Christmas um, as much as we can. So I, 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 I think that even I am going to actually do things like spend money on, cheerful baubles <laughs> and, and i don't i don't know about oh, i don't know tinsel i don't know i yeah I'm, I'm not sometimes i go through phases of yeah tinsel and then other times of, eh, no well, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure about it so do you know what i mean I'm, but i i definitely feel that i'll spend more to feel a bit more christmasy this year than i would normally i mean I, I remember when the recession hit in 2008 mm-hmm. um, and it hit Portugal a little bit later in 2011, I would say. We did a little bit of, I knew families that only bought their Christmas gifts mm. on Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously sales come up. That's and right. I think we'll see sales for Boxing Day come quite big this year. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, it, it depends, right? Because we, we're also going into these um, like Black Friday and, and all that kind of stuff. The danger is that everyone does all their Christmas shopping early and it just tails off. That's that's I think that's the main danger is everyone gets it in early because I think I might not be able to get the deliveries in time, you know, if, if things really shut down um and also i might as well because look at these discounts now so that is the danger i mean i i like i said i i do think that sales retail sales of certain things are going to be very strong but i just worry that they are going to be front loaded um now rather than going into you know being sustained and get and uh reaching a crescendo uh <laughs> going into christmas so I don't know. We'll see. I really hope it goes well, though, because, I mean, so many people's livelihoods depend on it all. And um, yeah, but I'll I'll certainly try. I'm certainly going to try and spend more than I would do normally on Christmas. Um, So we'll see. (laughs) I'm expecting a Christmas gift in the mail. Sorry, was I think the sound went slightly there. (laughs) Sorry, what? so i have to tap the mic i, oh, I don't know yeah <laughs> anyway, anyway yeah but who, who knows who knows who knows uh maybe maybe um uh maybe maybe a watson's daily mug perhaps you know that sort of thing Ooh. yeah <laughs> anyway um anyway all right well look um that's brilliant um for today um and just really want to say to listeners out there that 
Um, obviously, you can still listen to you know, yesterday's um, podcast where uh, Catherine and I were talking about the whole kind of employ- uh, unemployment thing, but also concrete measures of how to actually try to turn it around so that you don't. So you've actually got uh, concrete things to do um, uh, that can that can help you with your with your job searches. But um, but today um, I am doing um, uh, uh, an Instagram live um where you can just ask me whatever you so what i'll do is i'll start off i'll talk about some um topics i think that have been you know major topics of the week i'll only pick a few um and then we will i'll open it up to any questions so you can ask me anything on uh any like careers related stuff or commercial awareness related you know news anything you want so uh you you'll you get 30 minutes from um five o'clock to five thirty. but then if you are a paying subscriber of watson's daily um then i do a session on zoom for uh from five thirty till six thirty. and what that will do is it will help you um so i will go through all of the week's news um do a big roundup uh, and then we go into sort of discussion mode where you can um, chat. You know, you can ask me, you could do questions, Q&A with me and or um, take part in discussions of news topics as well, which is very, very good practice and will help you to remember this stuff. But there you go. I mean, I think that's I think that's everything. Can you can you think of anything? Um, not that I can think of. Um, I can't wait to listen to you later today i'll tune in on the instagram live make nice. sure everyone else is turning tuning in too Good because stuff. it's amazing well <laughs> and i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> i'm blushing i'm blushing uh so yeah i mean I'm, I'm i'm slowly learning a bit about this instagram live malarkey um so um hopefully i'll get better today anyway thanks very much for your time and um i will speak to you again tomorrow okay bye see, see you tomorrow all right bye